let's throw that by our guy Brendan Batchelor, who joins us now on the show, the voice of the Vancouver Canucks on Sportsnet 650. Batch, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I have a question, first of all, though, before we start. Where do I get a bear sweater? Like yes. the one that Jamie is wearing. So it's it's not a it is not a complicated answer uh, at all. I don't know if it's still in stock, but I got it where I got the bulk of my clothing, which is uh, Marks the great the great people at Marks. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go online and order myself one right after this because I saw the picture on Twitter and I love it and I want it. And here's the thing, Batch, you're a dad now. This is this is yeah. just what happens when you become a dad. You you gotta get some great sweaters. You, you have to lean into it, absolutely. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a bear sweater. If there's a wolf sweater, I'll get that one, too. <laughs> um, you know, a sloth sweater sounds good. Whatever animals you what can put on happening? sweaters, I am interested. All right, thanks for joining us, Batch. We'll let you go here. <laughs> You're uh, not a fan. You're not a fan. You know what? I, I, I would be a fan... I thought maybe it was like hand knit or something like that, and you're wearing it absolutely to, not to support. But I, I'm I'm just picturing Jamie walking into a store and be like, "That bear, that's me. I'm I need that right now in my life." It's just it's weird. That's like literally exactly what happened. Yeah. Anyways, I, I will say it is <laughs> a nice my sweater. Exact reaction to having seen it as well. Is, All right. Yes, I need yeah. that. I need that. All right. How uh, how's Colorado right now? Uh good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I walked over to the rink this morning, sunny but a bit crisp, and, uh, you know, the the Avalanche are, are going through some struggles here, although they're getting Kale McCarr back tonight, so they'll be pleased about that. And uh, from a neutral perspective, you know, for hockey fans to be able to see Quinn Hughes versus Kale McCarr tonight will be nice, and then, you know, the Canucks need to try and continue to uh, turn the ship back in a positive direction, and a good way to do that would be to pick up a win over the Nathan McKinnon-less avalanche tonight. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. We were talking about we'd love to see star players in the lineup, and it's always a bummer when they're not playing. Because you, want to, you want to see the best. You want to play against the best. But it is a good opportunity for the Canucks tonight. Batch, if you had to pick an area of concern or area where you would most like to see progress, like a texter just mentioned that it's the falling behind, it's the chasing of games, like the, the scoring the first goal tonight. What would be your area? Is it PK? Is it power play? Which would be yours? Yeah, well, it's a it's a toss up between the slow starts and the penalty kill. Uh, I'm going to lean penalty kill just because right now it feels like every time they take a penalty, it's as good as a goal being in the back of their net, and that's not the case. In fact, they killed three consecutive penalties to end the game the other night at the end of the homestand. So, um, you know, it's not quite that bad, but that said, uh, you can overcome deficits. Although, you know, the stats show us the team that scores the first goal often wins. I don't know if you can overcome giving up a power play goal or two every single game as they have been. So, um, you know, McKinnon not being on the power play on the other side could help uh, in terms of, of that confidence. Being on the road brings about a different animal in terms of the start of a game as well because, uh, you know, the other team has the home crowd behind them. They've got the last change. They can get the matchups. Uh, so, you know, these are all wrinkles that we'll be focusing on tonight. But, um, you know, if I have to pick one of them, it's the penalty kill. But honestly, they both need to be much better. They need to play with a lead occasionally. Um, you know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 
There's only one game where they've led from tip to tail or haven't trailed at all in the game this year. And that was the win in Chicago over the Blackhawks. So, you know, you're going to get behind in games and you have to be able to overcome deficits like that. But when we're, you know, more than a dozen games into the year now and they've only played one game where they never trailed, that's concerning and that's something they need to fix. Batcha, uh, tonight... Uh... I'm using it as a moment to once again compare Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. It's, it's fascinating to watch these guys through the start of their seasons. Uh, Kale McCarr is kind of having the Quinn Hughes season of last year. He's minus eight through eight games. Quinn Hughes is kind of having the Kale McCarr season of last year, plus six, and he's got uh, a point. Uh, he's playing at a point a game pace right now. Uh, what have you seen in Quinn Hughes that feels like he's leveling up so far this year? Well, it, it, he looks just that much more confident. Um, you know, the, the Quinn Hughes of old is back where, you know, he makes strong plays with the puck. He helps them transition it well. Uh, he's, you know, also very good at buying himself all sorts of time and space to create plays and create chances. Uh, you know, even though the power play hasn't been clicking, I don't think it has anything to do with his distribution because he still does a great job of getting passes through lanes and uh, getting pucks to guys in areas to score. The difference has been that, you know, those guys haven't been scoring or haven't looked as confident. So uh, I don't know if it was just uh, everything that went wrong last year weighing on him personally or you know, everything about last season, no training camp, no preseason, all of these things. But, uh, you know, he, he looks like the Quinn Hughes that we saw a couple of years ago again. And, you know, that's essential for the Canucks uh, with with the way things have been going for them, uh, especially on the, you know, the defensive side of the puck where they've been improved. Uh, but that said, they, they still lack depth there. And, you know, that's going to be tested again with Travis Hamanick not able to play on this road trip. Uh, they need Quinn Hughes to be the elite defenseman that he can be, and thus far he has been just that this year. You know, one of the other things that's emerged is, you know, we talked about the penalty kill, obviously, but they don't have a second left-handed shot to play the penalty kill. We saw Elias Patterson flash on the penalty kill there late in the game. Obviously, circumstances dictated that. But but could you fashion a, a, a role for Quinn Hughes on, like, PK2 for, say, hey, 30 seconds, that's all we need from you every once in a while. Is that something you think he could do? In in desperate situations, maybe, uh, I would look at it. You know, and, you know, Pedersen on the penalty kill the other night is is just because of the fact that uh, they were tr- chasing and they knew they were going to pull the goalie when they yeah. got a chance and try to score. Um so it, it doesn't seem to be something that Travis Green is is interested in with Pedersen. I would imagine it's the same with Hughes because, you know, as you look at it right now, he's averaging nearly 26 minutes a game without playing on the penalty kill. So if you're going to throw him out there in that role, even if it's occasional, uh, that's going to bring his minutes up. You're either going to have to, you know, drop down some of those minutes at five on five. And again, that's not necessarily something that you're comfortable with, with the lack of defensive depth. And you're certainly not going to take him, you know, off a, off a key role on the power play, even if, you know, at times this year he has been juggled down to the second unit. He's still a key part of your man advantage and he needs to remain that way. So uh, I, I don't see it happening. You know, again, in, in dire situations where maybe you have a defenseman hurt and you're down to 5D, and you've got a long penalty kill, then certainly he's going to have to play. But I don't expect it to be something that we see as a regular occurrence at all with Quinn Hughes, at least not at this point in his career. 
Batch, you mentioned no Hamannick on this road trip, but now Jack Rathbone coming back. Like, were you excited to see his name back in the lineup? And what does he need to do on this road trip? Well, I, yeah, absolutely. It's good for them to have him back in because he, you know, has an ability to be dynamic. He has an ability to help them transition the puck really well. Uh, you know, it's the defensive side of the game that Rathbone is still learning. and was a big part of the reason why he was sent down to Abbotsford to, you know, play some increased minutes. But, you know, as much as those increased minutes will mean, you know, he's playing in a top pairing role or, or similar and playing on the power play. It's the defensive side of the game that, that Jack Rathbone needs to improve on. So simplifying in his own end is what I would look for. Uh, managing puck better, not turning it over, getting it out when you have a chance, helping to key the transition when you have the time and the space. And then, you know, we know the offensive skill set he has too. So if he can jump up into the play and help create chances or, or help the team score goals, then that's going to be an added bonus. But uh, playing on a third pairing tonight on the road in Colorado against a team that is still very good, even though they've struggled to start the year, and even though they don't have Nathan McKinnon in the lineup, uh, for me, if, if I was having a conversation as a coach with Jack Rathbone, I would be saying, you know, don't make things too complicated on yourself tonight. Make the smart play, make the simple play. Don't turn the puck over because that to me ha has been the biggest hole in his game is, uh, you know, the penchant for a bad mistake or a bad turnover in the defensive zone that either ends up in a scoring chance or ends up in the Canucks being hemmed in. And the Canucks really cannot afford to be hemmed in very much right now because of what we already talked about, the penalty kill. Because if you're tired and you're stuck in your own zone and the other team is working the puck around, usually one of two things happens. One, you give up a goal. Two, you take a penalty. And right now, with the way the penalty kill is, taking a penalty might be just as bad as giving up a goal. Uh, so, you know, it's those, those plays when you have a chance to get the puck out, when you have a chance to keep possession when you have a chance to make sure that you don't turn it over, that's what Jack Rathbone needs to focus on in his game as he steps back into the lineup tonight. Brendan Bachelor joining us here on Sportsnet Today. Vic Nazar, Lydia Cruz. So is this just a three-game audition and then he goes back down to the AHL? Or, you know, to me, the, the ideal version of the Canucks defense is Rathbone is here, Poolman is with them, Hamannick and Hughes, OEL and Myers. Is, is this just a short-term, hey, you're up for now because Hamannick's not on the trip and then you're back down south? Or when can we see kind of this version of the Canucks defense? Well, I, I think it probably depends on how it goes in the sense that if he does well, they're not going to send him back down. If he continues to struggle and they feel like he needs more time in the American Hockey League, then they'll certainly give him that. But opportunity is there for him right now because – if you look at the way that they've deployed that third pairing, they've been playing Kyle Burroughs on his offside the last few games. Luke Shen is out with an injury right now. Uh, they clearly don't have confidence in Brad Hunt's play at the moment as a left-shot defenseman, and uh, you know he hasn't played very well in the, the few times he's been in the lineup this year. So if I'm Jack Rathbone, I'm looking at it going, they need a third-pairing left-shot guy. I'm that guy. Uh, but you know, you're not just going to be gifted that opportunity because it makes sense that you're a young, talented left shot defenseman that they could put there because they're looking out for his long-term development as well. And we know with Travis Green, he's talked about it a lot with various players. You know, he doesn't gift opportunities to young players. They have to earn it. So uh, if I'm Jack Rathbone, I'm looking at this as a, a three-game opportunity 
to prove my worth and to prove that I can be relied upon to be an everyday top six defenseman for this club. And if things go well for him, then there's no reason to send him back down when you come back off the trip. Although I guess, you know, it, it would potentially mean having to waive someone else. And, uh, you know, with other players coming off injury, the, the salary cap implications could just mean that he goes down because he's the easiest guy to send down because he's waiver exempt. Um, but that said, if you play well enough, they're going to find a way to keep you in the NHL. And if I'm Jack Rathbone, that's how I'm looking at this three-game trip. On the offensive side of things, obviously the Lotto Lions taken a lot of criticism so far this year. But in that last game, you know, they scored two goals. It was later in the game. Was that too little, too late? Do they, they, do they still need to be scoring earlier in games, in your opinion? Well, I mean, the Canucks would do themselves favors to score earlier in games, period, whether it's the lotto line or not. (laughs) Um, But that said, yeah, and I thought it was one of their better games. Even though they didn't get the goals till later in the game, they had some shifts at five-on-five where they had the opposition hemmed in and they were creating opportunities. Uh, You know, the power play has started to look more dangerous the last couple of games. That's a positive for those guys in terms of, production but they need to keep it rolling they can't rest on their laurels because they've had a couple of good games and this is what jt miller has said every time he's been asked about it is yeah things are coming around we're feeling more confident we're scoring a bit now but we have to do it again and again and again because we know how much this team relies on those guys to be their offensive producers because we saw how much this team struggled when they weren't producing earlier in the year so uh yeah early goals in games would be great power play goals would be great um but right now i'm just encouraged to see that line looking dangerous and creating chances again because you know with the skill set that those guys have if they're creating those chances eventually those chances are going to go in uh, we were talking about it earlier special teams obviously and and is going to be such a important part of this game mostly because we're focusing on the penalty kill, but it's not as if the Avs power play is, has suddenly shined so far this season. They're having their own struggles. Uh, is this a chance to get right, or is this a Colorado's chance to get right? Uh, it's it's both, I guess, uh, because you know even without Nathan McKinnon, you look at the weapons that the Avalanche can roll out on their power play and Landis Cog and Rantanen and Makar on the back end. Uh, you know, you, you can't take them lightly. And if you look at Colorado's start to the year they've been quite injury riddled uh as they remain to be with McKinnon out of the lineup but you know McCarr's coming back in tonight after missing the last two uh, a guy like Val Nachushkin who plays in their top six has missed nine games Devon Taves has spent time out of the lineup uh so you know and Landis Cog and Randon have both had injuries at, at times too so uh this is a team that hasn't really had its full complement of players together in the lineup yet and and that's probably a big part of the struggles they're having uh and and out of their special teams and their power play too especially when they don't have Nathan McKinnon there but you know all of those players that I just listed are too dangerous for you to take them lightly if you're the Canucks so yeah it's an opportunity for the penalty kill to gain some confidence uh you know as I alluded to if I'm on that PK unit right now I'm trying to grasp onto anything to build confidence and maybe the fact that you killed off three straight penalties to finish the last game is something that you can hang your hat on as sort of a very small victory that uh, you look to build on. Uh, But, you know, all of this said with the way that the penalty kill has struggled right now uh, and the fact that there aren't really any personnel changes coming just yet, Tyler Mott doesn't look like he's going to be ready to come back into the lineup tonight. 
even though he is on the trip. So that's a good sign that he may be getting closer. Um, you know, I'd be focusing more on discipline if I were the Canucks tonight to make sure that you don't give that avalanche power play, regardless of how much it's struggled to start the year, any chances to get feeling good and confident and hot because with the way the penalty kill's going, uh, I'm sure those guys on the man advantage on, on the Colorado side of things are, are licking their chops to maybe get off the schneid a bit. Uh, what's the spot in Colorado that you uh, hit up? Uh, so there, there is actually an Earl's in Denver. It's one of the few American cities oh, wow. that, that has one, uh, but it was very full last night. So uh, we ended up going somewhere <laughs> else. I have, actually haven't spent a lot of time in Colorado. It feels like every time we come here, it's like a, an in-and-out quick one and you know which was very much the case in this trip where we got here late afternoon yesterday had time for dinner and then today's a game day and we're out to vegas after the game tonight the one thing i have heard though is good mexican food uh in in denver here with uh you know some of the mexican american population in colorado so uh i can't personally vouch for that but that's the tip i've heard is that you can find good mexican food here excellent well uh we'll let you uh make your way to the rink man we'll uh uh listen to you later tonight <laughs>